Welcome to the Horsebrook Podcast. Thanks for joining us for our first episode. We are so excited to finally share this with you guys. A group of adult Amis with varying riding backgrounds decided to get together to make a podcast for the everyday adult amateur rider. Whether you've been riding for less than a year or have been riding your whole life, we have something for you. We want to talk honestly and openly about what it means to be an adult Ami, and we will have a little bit of fun while we do so. Every Monday we'll post a normal length episode where we discuss a specific topic. On Wednesdays we'll post our wind down episodes that are meant to be lighthearted and enjoy with a glass of wine or preferred adult beverage. We have eight hosts in total. While all of us may not be featured in every episode, we will all be making appearances. Check out our Instagram for full bios on each of us. Awesome. So now that we got that out of the way, let's start with introductions. Alex, why don't you start us off? Hi, my name is Alex, or otherwise known as Riding Miss Rose. I am from Orlando, Florida, and I work as a trauma ICU nurse. I've been riding for 20 years. I own a horse named Rose. She is a Dutch warm blood mare, and she is five coming on six this year. I bought her as a three-year-old. She did not know how to jump. She did not know how to turn, and I'm trying to bring her along myself. I show Rose in the adult amateur hunter classes. We are currently in the baby greens, and I would love to show on the A circuit with her. Hi, I'm Laura, also known as Lala.Force on Instagram. I am from Portland, Oregon. Outside of riding, I am an accountant for a sportswear company, and I own an off-the-track thoroughbred mare named Lily. Her show name is Mischief Managed. I purchased her about a year and a half ago. And we are restarting her from track training. I am doing that with the careful guidance of a trainer. We ride in the jumpers and we're currently working on getting to the meters. And I showed in my first rated shows last year. Hi everyone, I'm Melody, also known as Eight Hubs. I live in San Diego, California. I work at a school where I'm a special education aide. My sister and I have Gunner, who is our Tennessee walker, and we recently just lost Warrior, who was an Arabian. Gunner is ridden mostly on trails. We do a lot of arena work just to refine some things that we need for the trails, but other than that, he's our trail horse. I recently just started lessons again, jumping lessons where I'm hoping actually to compete. I don't know when, but I'm hoping that's going to be soon. Hey, y'all. My name is Stephanie Loftus, otherwise known as Stephasaurus Eck. I'm from Central Northern Virginia. My current occupation is a radio wave engineer. I work part-time till hopefully my security clearance will go through soon and I can continue on full-time as a government contractor. I currently lease Dexter, otherwise known as Here By Me, or Chunky Boy. He's a Cleveland Bay and 15 years old. He carts me around the three-foot adult equitation and amateur hunters. He's also taken me around countless local shows and to my very first rated show as well. Hopefully, we'll be showing next year, but until then, he eats all his treats and is very loved. 
Hi, I'm Hannah. You can find me on Instagram at Two Blondes and a Bay. I live in Alpharetta, Georgia. My real life job is a teacher. I teach third grade. I've been teaching for four years now, and I have been riding since I was about seven or eight years old. I have two horses. One's Ben. He is an off-the-track thoroughbred who I currently ride and compete with. And then my other horse, Zephyr, who I call Z for short, he is leased out right now to a beginner family because he's better at the lower level stuff. But he's my heart horse, so I can't sell him off. He's going to go do some jobs and then come back to me. Um, I ride in the Hunters, and I'm starting to dabble in the Eck a little bit, and I am doing mostly local level shows. I would like to do some rated ones later on, but I mainly ride with the GHJA, the Georgia Hunter Jumper Association. Hey, y'all. This is Lauren De La Fuente, also known as Instride Ride on Instagram. I'm based in South Carolina, and I work at a private barn. I own a bay mare named Talia. She is a Percheron Thoroughbred Cross, and I've had her for five years. And we compete in the jumpers. Right now we're doing the meter division. So one of the things that I'm most proud of with Talia is that when I got her, she was halter broke. And now we're out here competing in the jumper ring pretty pretty successfully. Our first year was this past year. And I'm pretty proud of her because she's out there proving that you don't have to own a fancy warm blood to have success in the jumper ring. Hey guys, it's Amber, aka NEO underscore equestrian in Ohio, and I have my 18-year-old Hanoverian Campino, and I lease my 11-year-old Thoroughbred Thunder. I ride my horses in the Eck Ring. I am a lawyer by day. I do real estate and business law. And then at nighttime, I am making t-shirts for equestrian AF apparel. If you don't have one of my shirts, go check me out. Hey guys, it's Jen from the Viral Equestrian. I currently am located in Southern Pines, North Carolina. I work as an infectious disease PAC, which is where my IG handle name comes from. I have two horses right now. CJ, my dapple gray, who is young, we're working on building the foundations with him and kind of see where he wants to go in the world. And I recently acquired Joey, an older thoroughbred, my older sweet soul, and he's kind of showing me the ropes. I am a first timer adult beginner. So no junior days for me, just doing this all as an adult. And my dreams are to definitely move forward in the hunters, and maybe do a little bit of equitation. Who knows what the future holds? So in this episode, we wanted to touch on the name of our podcast and why we decided to name it Horse Broke. After talking to each of the hosts, we decided that Horse Broke means something a little bit different for all of us. And we're going to go around and ask each of the hosts what horse broke means to them. So I'll start with you, Alex. Why don't you touch on what horse broke means for you? So horse broke to me kind of has a couple different meanings. So I'm currently training my horse, Rose, who I got as a three-year-old. I'm training her. I wanted to do this a little bit by myself. I still do have the help of a trainer if I ever do get stuck. So I still take lessons, all that fun stuff. 
but I really wanted to see if I can kind of prove to myself that I was able to take this three-year-old who didn't know how to turn, didn't know how to jump, had no idea what she was doing, and try to turn her into a nice little hunter horse who was able to go around and get lead changes and jump fences. And I'm hoping to do at least the three foot with her, if not three six, that would be amazing. But she also, during that process, she kind of broke me emotionally because she was not an easy, she was not an easy ride. She was not an amateur friendly horse. She had very strong opinions about going over fences. And most of the shows that we went to and that I paid for, most of them consisted of refusal after refusal after refusal. And it was just, it was so exhausting. And it was nothing like I'd ever experienced before. I've, I've always ridden yes horses. I've always had horses that are like, okay, I'll go around there. Like volunteers, if you will, volunteer to do some things. Rose is most certainly not that. I definitely had to convince, plead and ask her, just please do this for me. Please, please, please. So that really broke me emotionally. And she's made me into a completely different rider than what I was before. You put all this time and energy and focus and hopes and dreams and all of the above into this. And I can't imagine going to show after show and feeling that frustration. I could see how that would emotionally be taxing. Oh, absolutely. And there was literally one time I was right in front of the judge's booth and she just hated this one line. And I just literally under my breath, like she slammed on the brakes. I was like, come on, Rose. I literally said that out loud. At that point, it had been six months. We had been going to shows every single month. And I just, it just really broke me emotionally. And it did make me realize how important it is to have that great relationship with the horse. Because I've always worked with geldings. So um, this was like one of the first times working with a mare. And so I learned that they don't always do what you tell them. So (laughs) I definitely learned that they have opinions and they do not like to be told things. So instead of approaching writing, like, like I'm telling you to do this and you have to do this right now. I had to look at it like, here, I have this really fun thing for us to do. Why don't you do it? And I'll give you a whole bunch of treats. So it caused me like the horse world broke me emotionally and made me I had to rewire my brain to think how do I get this stubborn mare to go over these jumps so while breaking my horse it broke me but how fulfilling that is when you do start hitting the milestones and you do start hitting because I know you're in a good spot with her right now and how it makes you appreciate all the hard crap that you went through because right now it's paying off and I just think that's One of the really awesome things about our sport is, yeah, you might be emotionally broken for months on end, even years sometimes, but it all like when that hard work comes back, it's just so good. Mm -hmm. And now that we're able, I'm able to take my horse to any horse show like that she's never seen before. I'm able to take her around the ring. She will jump all the jumps that I asked her to. She'll get her blind lead changes. Sometimes I don't even have to ask her. And from going to a horse that was just so, so hard to start. And from going to this now, it has been so incredibly rewarding. So the horse world broke me emotionally. And I'm personally trying to break a horse. So two different meanings for me there. Um, How about you, Laura? What does horse broke mean for you? Okay, so horse broke for me, I've taken the perspective of being broke for a time. 
I feel that this sport is an enormous time suck. And usually it's my own fault because I spend many hours at the barn. I'm sure you can all relate. My husband doesn't even ask anymore. I think that's where we are in the relationship as far as how long are you going to be at the barn isn't even a question anymore. It's just, I'll see you in several hours, somewhere between two and six hours. I also have a tendency to overextend myself in general. I do a lot of side projects. You know, I have a a side bookkeeping project to help me pay for some of my show expenses. So I oftentimes am working in the evenings or weekends to make a little bit of side money. I am doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) which isn't advisable as far as someone who doesn't have a lot of time, but it's just fulfills me. I take up all these projects and also spend a lot of time at the barn. And then I'm required to keep my marriage functional and (laughs) spend time with my husband, spend time with my family, spend time with my friends, just all of the normal responsibilities of an adult. And then I also will spend entire weekends at shows and just watch or go to the barn and just watch my trainer give lessons. I am almost never home. My car is a bomb because I'm always in it. I feel you on the whole. My family and my significant other have just stopped asking me about how long I'll be at the barn at this point. It's quite literally devolved into these are my days at the barn. It's not hours. There's no given time span. It's literally Thursday, I'm going to the barn and we leave it at that. Sooner or later, I'll show up home. I love that though. Like, just <laughs> yeah. give me the whole day and don't ask questions. That's perfect. It's the best. It's so stress-free and I love it. Laura, I have a question for you. So you say you spend a lot of time at the barn, but do you regret any of that time spent? I'm trying to think of a time that I've regretted it and I can't think of a time. (laughs) I mean, I have been late to like events and I think in the moment I feel like if I was a little more responsible, I probably would have left 30 minutes earlier. But at the end of the day, it was worth it. Laura, I literally have the same thing. Like when I go to the barn, especially now that I have both boys at the same barn, I thought that it would cut my time in half because before I was spending two hours going to see Pino because it was an hour one way and an hour back. And then I was spending, you know, three hours at the barn there. I thought that, you know, oh my gosh, I get two hours of my day back. But in reality, (laughs) it doubled my time at the barn. Tonight, for example, I got there at 5.30 and I just got home and it's 10 o'clock. What was I even doing? I'm like mucking the stall and then I would go muck the other stall and then I would give one treats and then I'd go give the other one treats and then one just, you know, pooped again. So I have to muck the stall again. Like, it's like, what am I like, what is happening? Amber, I think that that is all of us. I, I don't think there's a single one of us who don't experience the barn in that way where it's just a black hole and we come out whenever it is we come out. So I'm definitely broke for time, as I think many of us are. What about Melody? What does horse broke mean to you? Oh, man. I feel like horse broke honestly means to me, like, it's it's emotional. Going from, you know, rescuing my horses 
and then seeing the way, you know, they came to us, that was emotional, you know, knowing that these horses came to us because somebody else didn't want them. And then also from losing Warrior, that just broke me even more. Oh, my gosh. So I definitely just think, like, horse broke for me has just, just been a bunch of emotions, to be honest. But it's also financially broken me, too. You know, <laughs> I think we've all been there. We just kind of, you know, you work just to pay for your lessons or pay for that tack or some new britches or whatever your horse needs. I just, I would say emotionally, it's broken me. So you said you rescued both Warrior and Gunner? Yeah, so they were actually both at my barn and just left there. So the ranch hand man just had to keep calling the owner and saying like, hey, you need to pay for board. You know, what? board's due now. And they wouldn't pay. And then they'd finally pay. And it was like next month. And he's like, okay, well, where's you know, next month's board? So I met Warrior's owner. We actually like signed the contract. And she was like crying that day. And I was like, wait a minute, why are you crying? And he was a mess. He had no shoes anymore, no mane. He was skinny. And then for Gunner's owner, we didn't even meet her at all. We knew nothing about her. She just signed like the pedigree, left it with a ranch hand man, didn't even ask, can I see Gunner one last time? She just gave the paper and just left. Oh, that hurts my heart so much because yeah. I could never, I, I could never. Well, especially because Gunner was young when you got him, right? He was nine. He was nine, and he he's, like, the sweetest thing. Yeah. He, like, does not hate anyone. Aw. You know, they're so lucky to have you. <laughs> they really like, are. I loved both of them, and I mean, I still love Gunner. All of us put so much heart and soul into our animals. I, The thought of dumping one or abandoning one just is something so foreign to my brain that I can't even comprehend how someone even if it was a financial burden I personally feel if Lily got to be too much for me to handle financially that I would do whatever it took to make sure she had a soft landing even if it was sitting in a field and cost me $200 a month that would be better than selling her to a horse dealer or leaving her abandoned at a barn I just uh I, it kills me. It really does. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like I said, I've met Warrior's owner, the previous owner, so I couldn't, like, looking at her and seeing her cry, I was like, why are you crying? Like, you had so many opportunities to come and take care of him. Like, what? So, and then same thing with Gunner's owner. I mean, I just think maybe she just didn't want to meet the people he was going to. Maybe she, because I think she had big plans for Gunner, and then I think she got pregnant, life happened, and just left him there. So I think she just couldn't like own up to that. And so instead she just let him sit there. A big thing in horseback riding, I feel like, is having that emotional connection to the horse. So hearing people that have just kind of like dumped him to the side and listening to Warrior and Gunner's story, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. And I feel like we really build the emotional connection to these animals and like they become part of the family. This is how they come into your lives. So just listening to that heartbreak of them being abandoned and it's just, it's so incredibly sad. And they're so lucky to have you. Thank you, Alex. So horse broke, I mean, 
to me it means financially broken, but also I would just say the majority of it is emotionally broken. So what about you, Amber? What does horse broke mean to you? So for me, horse broke, you know, it's funny because like the term horse broke is obviously like the first thing that comes to mind is like how expensive horses are. For me, Pino was a very big expense. He was not a cheap horse. And it was something that I never in a million years thought that I could do. And once I got him, you know, I thought that we had at least a couple years before anything happened. I mean, obviously I had a rainy day fund, but I I didn't expect him to go lame within 30 days of having him and then having the cost of all of the vet bills and trying to figure out what the problem was. And turns out, you know, my horse was no longer able to jump and compete for what I purchased him for. So that was really tough. Obviously, when I bought Pino, I took on the responsibility of owning a horse, which means, you know, you take on the responsibility of everything that comes with owning a horse, which is all the expenses and all the unknowns and how they are like delicate little flowers that can just break on a dime or a better way of saying it would be, you know, antique porcelain vases (laughs) that you like just shatter and can't put back together. They're huge livestock and yet. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, I sort of made a promise to Pino that no matter what, he was always going to have a home with me. And when I got him and then when we went through that and it was so unexpected, on top of all of that, after, you know, only having him for not even three months and he went lame and then I got on him bareback and I ended up falling off and actually breaking my back, which... I've never broken a bone before, so to have my first break be my back, which was pretty severe, I broke four out of five of my lumbar vertebrae, it was almost like the universe telling me maybe I shouldn't own a horse, and I took that really hard. That took me a while to get over and think, you know, is this a sign that I shouldn't be a horse owner, even though this is something that I've wanted my entire life? You know, I was 27 when I got my first horse, so... It was something that I always wanted and never got. And then I got it and like all these bad things were happening. So for me, it was same as Melody, like an emotional thing, not to mention financial, but mostly the emotional aspect of it, of horse ownership. And it was just kind of the book was thrown at me. <laughs> like I got everything you could possibly get in the, in one year of owning a horse. Yeah. Amber, you got hit with the triple threat. You got the finances, you got the physical brokenness, and then you had the emotional part of it too. I can't, I I am sure that that was a very hard part of your life. And I can't imagine going through all of that at the same time. Most of us are lucky enough to have it (laughs) spread out. (laughs) You know, it really tested me. I'm not going to lie. And what I got from all of it was, it wasn't about me. It was about Pino. And I thought hard on this for a while because I know everything happens for a reason. And so when I kept asking these questions, it's like, why is this happening to me? Like, I think I'm a good person. Like, I've always wanted a horse. Why? Why did the horse I buy go lame? Why did it break me? Like, what is, you know, why is this happening to me? And it took me a while to figure out, but ultimately it ended up being like, I saved Pino. So he needed me and I was there for him. And he knows that he'll always be safe with me and he'll always have a home with me. So no matter what, 
even though he's the most expensive pet I think I'll ever own in my entire life, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that way. So instead of horse broke, I like to think I'm horse rich. I love that, Amber. I love that so much. Honestly, it's it sounds a little cheesy on its surface, but it actually is true. And I, especially hearing your story, that is the best way you could possibly take that situation. And the fact that you think so positively about it now and has changed your mindset to see it as it's all for Pino and it's not all about me is really profound. And I think it says a lot about you as a person. Thank you. Yeah, you know. He really, he's really special, especially now, like after having, you know, after leasing Thunder and kind of having, I've never owned or leased another horse. It's always been, Campino was always my first and only. And now after leasing Thunder and having another horse in my life, it's not that I don't love Thunder any less, but I just, Campino is just the most special horse. And I think if you see on my Instagram, you know, you would be like, I've had people message me saying like, wow, like I'm in love with him. Like there's just something special about him. And I'm like, you have no idea. I think we all feel that way about our horses. So, (laughs) Steph, what does horse broke mean to you? So as a recent graduate trying to find yourself in a particularly strong job market, I have obviously had to deal with a lot of financial issues while I was in school. I was working full time just to be able to afford my lease. Um, There was a while where I was working two jobs just to be able to afford my show schedule. I wasn't even going to any rated shows. I was just going to local shows, but I honestly was doing whatever I could to make it happen. But ironically enough, the most financial troubles I've had that have affected my horse riding have actually been from my car. So my family was fortunate enough to grace me with a car for my graduation present and the engine blew earlier this year and while it was a tough toss-up between scrap the car just get a, a new replacement for it or fix the engine and move on from there for those of you who may not know or who are younger engines more or less cost the same as getting a used car. It's a very expensive repair to have done. And so I was lucky enough that my father fronted the cost for that and I'm now paying him back. But there was a few weeks in figuring out everything where I was almost distraught, realizing that I may not be able to afford horses in the way that I used to. And I have since figured it out and we are moving forward from that. The other way I also would consider myself horse broke is in high school, I actually had a very severe fall, which has then followed me for the rest of my life. I was young. I thought I had the situation under control. And at the end of the day, I didn't end up going to a doctor for it. So I actually, to this day, still don't know quite exactly what it is that causes me any of my pain. But when I sit down for extended periods of time, when I stand for extended periods of time, when I do too many sit-ups, my back kills me. When the weather comes out and it's cold, I get this splitting pain about where my kidneys are. So to this day, it, it still has affected me for years and years, and I've been able to find a few ways to manage it, but I've never physically gotten rid of the hurt that horses have caused to my body. So yeah, that's that's what being horse broke means to me, financially and physically, just kind of stick with you. What about you, Hannah? Yeah, horse broke 
that term really hits home with me for a couple reasons. Um, when I was growing up, my parents could only afford to do one lesson a week. That's all I got. I did not get to lease horses growing up. I got to do a horse show maybe once a year. I got to do one week of summer camp, but I mean, just the basics of what they could afford, and that was it. So I always felt like I was a little bit behind everybody else since I only got so much experience. So I started working and became a working student for my trainer, and I learned a lot of things. Not only that, but it helped me get more time in the saddle. And I was able to ride some of her green horses. I was able to work towards credits to ride the lesson horses or get an extra lesson. So horse broke to me really has a lot to do with being financially broke. And it continued on into college. I didn't lease my first horse until after I graduated. And then Z is my first horse that I've ever owned that's been mine. And that was only two years ago. So I've only been a horse owner for two years, even though I've been riding since I was around seven. So I've come a long way, but being horse broke was quite the journey to me. I like how even though your parents couldn't necessarily afford to give you two, three, four lessons a week, that you decided to work for it. I think that says a lot. And I think all of us eventually learn that being a horse owner, you have to work your ass off. So you yeah. learned early, but <laughs> I think it was it ended up being a good thing for you at a young age. For sure. I learned so much just about horse care and training and different things like that that I was able to apply to my own horse when I finally got one. And it just made it that much more special when I finally bought Z and it was like, this is my horse, you know, this is this is mine. And I mean, it still continues, you know, Z is a quarter horse. Ben is a thoroughbred. I don't have a fancy warm blood. I would love one. They're beautiful, but that's just not in the budget for me. So I am working with what I have and I love my boys so much. Another thing that horse broke means to me is I kind of think of it in a mental way. I have an anxiety disorder, and unfortunately, it affects me in the saddle sometimes as well. So I can get really nervous about learning a new skill. When I was trying horses, that was a nightmare because I do not like to get on an unknown horse and just go and do things. I... I've had some falls and every time I've had a fall, I feel like I am mentally broken because it takes me so long to come back after the fall. And I have to really push through that anxiety through with a bunch of different exercises and the help of my trainer and supportive barn family. But I really feel mentally broken with my anxiety sometimes when it comes to riding. But it can be pushed through and I'm working on it. So that is pretty much what horse broke means to me. I, I would revolve it around the financial aspect and then mentally as well. What about you, Jen? So for me to define horse broke, we, we had to come from a, a totally different place. So when I was growing up, my parents said very clearly over and over again, if you want to ride a horse, you better find a way to pay for it. So that's really tough. I didn't have any of that kind of support. 
at all. So what that ultimately led to was high school to college to grad school to now finally being in a career where I can truly afford this sport. So I'm not hanging on that financial struggle quite as much. Understandably, I'm not loaded. Okay, you know, there's not going to be any three months spent at WEF for me in any near future. But finances are more free for me now as an adult. So I come from this area of being broke on experience. I don't have those younger years. I didn't get a couple of rounds on the rank pony that teaches you to sit up and sit back. Silly things like learning how to post on the correct diagonal. A lot of trainers don't teach that because they assume you're an adult and you should already know by now what posting on the right diagonal is. So I actually self-taught it by watching videos, and it's funny, I actually taught myself the exact opposite of how teachers teach it, but it works for me, so it's fine, that's where we're going. Honestly, horse broke for me now comes from time. It's no secret that I'm getting a little bit older, right? So I'm 31, and we just brought in a five-year-old import, warm blood. He needs experience, and I need experience. And I need to make all those mistakes that everybody already made in their younger years, like taking the jumps that you shouldn't be taking and doing the things that as adults we have learned are not safe. I am still experiencing those in my own way. So honestly, I'm just really broke on time. I'm broke on age. By the time I'm actually in my opinion, to be able to be confident and competitive, I might already be outside of, you know, 35 years old. So a lot of the time I sit and reflect on, I'm 31. When CJ finally becomes a 10-year-old, I'm going to be 36. And so that weighs really heavily on me. I really enjoy that perspective, though, because coming into this sport as an adult beginner is really hard. And I understand that struggle a little bit. I did ride a little when I was younger, but not very much. And I came back as a 32-year-old. So I totally understand where you're coming from. It's interesting, though, because you waited till you were financially stable enough to do it. And then you're feeling like, man, I wish I was just a little younger. Absolutely. And then (laughs) people who are a little younger are like, man, I wish I was a little richer. Yep. And and I get it that that's just kind of sometimes how it goes. But that's this podcast in general. It's all of us with some interesting back experiences. We're not all cut from the same cloth of growing up through pony finals in our junior days. A lot of this is still really hard for all of us. Recently got a leg up in everything and acquired a very old, very sweet, very kind schoolmaster course that we love. And he has truly been an asset for me. I can learn and I can make mistakes on him. And as I'm sure Alex can testify, making a mistake on a green horse can do a lot of damage. So Joey's very fine when I make a mistake. He just doesn't give me the response I was looking for. He's like, you did not ask me correctly, lady. I'll do it when you ask correct. 
I think that it's the best opportunity that could have come to you to have Joey come in and you be able to accept him for many reasons, but specifically for what you were saying, you are getting to learn from him and he's getting to teach you and show you the ropes. When I first got Z, he didn't know how to do much. He was willing, but I couldn't do much with him. So I made sure that I stayed riding some of the school horses so I didn't lose my skills. So I think that's really important that you are actively working on your skills with a school horse, school type horse, it's your horse. And then you're also working with your baby and teaching him the skills. So you get both sides of the experience. Yeah, it's he's truly been a godsend. It's nice to be at a point in my career where I can take care of two horses. But I don't know, I don't think I could do this as effectively without Joey. Now my trainer gets to put the primary rides on CJ and, you know, I get to follow up on the weekends and play around, but all my core learning is being done on Joey. What about you, Lauren? What's horse broke to you? Horse broke is mostly the financial aspect for me because it's pretty hard. It's a pretty expensive sport and no one's been there to hold my hand or really help me out financially. My parents aren't horsey or anything, so they supported me in the fact that I got to do lessons weekly or whatever. I went to summer camp for a week, but I mean, you can you can only learn so much when you're riding once a week. So I actually bought my first pony when I was 13, and I had saved up all that money by myself. I think I paid like $1,500 for him, and I was like so stoked about him. He was really bad. <laughs> Holy crap, you bought a horse when you were 13 years old? Can we just, like, props, girl? Like, <laughs> what the heck? That is it amazing. Was, it was very Holy cool. cow, you have way more confidence and way more cojones. I don't know what my parents would have done to me if I had just, <laughs> hey, guys, got a horse. It was not easy. And I only got to keep him for a year because I actually, my trainer had him. He was two, and I started riding him, and I obviously fell in love with him. He was really cute. So I bought him when he was three and I thought I was like really awesome. I knew everything, but looking back, I'm like, wow, that poor horse. Cause I knew nothing. And I only got to keep him for a year because we had a lot of issues together. So I had to sell him. I sold him back to my trainer. I went almost 10 years without owning another horse. I rode a lot of crappy horses in between that time. Nothing super fancy or nice. It's been rough. And when I got Talia, she was halter broke. She was six years old. She'd been sitting in a pasture for three years. Everything was stacked against us, pretty much. There was, like, people at the barn that I was going to border at, and they were making fun of me for buying her because they were, like, making bets on when I would fall off or when I'd give up and get rid of her or whatever, send her to the meat man or whatever. But joke's on them because she's actually really cool. <laughs> uh, Very cool. Like, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, we are all collectively booing all your old barn friends. And if they're listening, we are booing you, okay? And they're not friends. <laughs> so, I mean, so the financial aspect is probably the biggest part, but I guess that ties into also, like, the green broke horses that I've had to ride. And they've broken me, but, I mean, they've broken me, like, physically, but they haven't broken me mentally because I have kept on riding. <laughs> It's been a difficult road, but it has been all worth it because I've learned a lot, especially from Talia. A lot of patience, 
the first probably like the first three to four years of us being together I didn't have a trainer at all so I was kind of just winging it and I'd like I would have to google or youtube how to do this or how to do that and we like plateaued for the longest time and just March of 2019 was when I started riding with my current trainer and now we're like doing pretty good. I was just going to add in, I wanted to add in somewhere that while those experiences super, super suck to have to ride all those kind of rank and bad ponies and, you know, they broke you physically, I would kill for some of that experiences. I have never had to take a bite of humble pie. I mean, I've never had a horse be mean to me or teach me the lesson the hard way and have to give me some tough love. And I know it exists. I know it's out there. And I hear all these great stories from other riders that are like, oh, I never jump ahead of the horse anymore. I had a stopper and now they've got this great form. And I'm like, I've never sat on a stopper. I feel really bad that you've been tossed a whole bunch of times, but man, I really wish I could have that form. (laughs) I think the thing with horses though, we will all eat the humble pie. It's just a matter of when and how. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I know my time is coming and I cannot wait to post about it on Instagram. And finally have that moment where I did something stupid and CJ taught me a lesson. So pretty much like riding all those horses that taught me a lot of lessons and having to kind of like do things the hard way. That's that's pretty much what horse broke means to me. So thank you, everybody, for joining us for our very first podcast. So we really want to hear your perspective on Horse Broke as well. So hit us up on our Instagram, horsebroke.podcast, and let us know what Horse Broke means to you.